You are listening to the Vineyard Nordic podcast. We invite you to join us on the exciting journey of following Jesus and bringing the kingdom of God wherever we go. This episode was recorded at the Vineyard Nordic Summer Camp. Well, I'm excited. Thank you so much for coming to the workshop. Uh, I really hope this is this is going to be a blessing for you, good time, that you hear some new stuff. Also, I hope you, you'll hear some stuff that you'll be wrestling with, you know. Uh, it's not always good to agree on anything, you know, uh, but uh, also to find things that you might be wrestling with because that's where the growth takes place and where we uh, find out what our path is. So my, my name is Christian. Uh, I'm uh, from Hamburg, Germany. Um, here with my family. I think for the fifth or sixth time at the camp. We love the uh, camp and we love Sweden. Also Norway. It's a little <laughs> further to go. F- so uh, we, uh, Denmark's also beautiful. <laughs> we haven't been to Finland. Okay. But um, probably Sweden's we think the best mix, you know, of uh, Norway and Denmark, and so we really like it. But we also like the Scandinavian people and uh, the food, the language. We like everything about Scandinavia. So we're coming back. <laughs> we keep on coming back. Um, <clears throat> I'm a uh, spiritual coach, uh, spiritual director. I help people to grow in their relationship to God. Me and my wife, we've been. Um, Starting uh, two churches, uh, leading uh, uh, another church in Hamburg, and um, well, this is about this workshop is about probably the topic that's most connected to my heart and to my life, uh, because um, um, hearing God's voice is really how I got to know Jesus. Um, I think there's some more seats here. If, if you want to come in here, there's a party of four that can sit here. It's a safe, it's really safe. <laughs> it's really safe. Four, there's four, there's another chair, there's two. Okay. Hey, before I, before I start, just let me introduce my book real quick. Um, I wrote this book. And uh, this, it's a very uh, thick book, but there's most, most stuff that I've been uh, uh, thinking about on this topic of hearing God is inside this book. This workshop is really short. Um, I think this is one of the best books uh, out now on uh, hearing God. No, really, because uh, it's really um, a journey through the Bible, the whole Bible, Old and New Testament, but also... It contains many stories uh, connecting to my personal pilgrimage and to those of my friends. So it's very practical. Also, it has over 40 uh, exercises that you can do with your spouse or your small group or your friend. So I have a few copies left. Um, Just take one if you want and give me the money. And I have this one that has a little twitch here and uh, give it away. For someone who wants it right now, yeah, come on, lucky you. <laughs> well, I wasn't raised Christian uh, at all, 
But uh, my whole life, you know, when I was six, five years old, I remember uh, thinking to myself, you know, is there anyone out there, you know? Um, are, are we alone, you know? Am I uh, just, you know, am I uh, a designer object, you know, as, as human, you know? Have I been made or am I just, I just happened? So I had all these deep questions and uh, they almost drove me mad, you know? And so when I turned 10, 11, 12, I got really depressed because I was, I was just in deep thought, you know? Where, where do I go, you know, where do I come from? I had all these thoughts in my mind. So um, one day when I was about 17, I visited uh, a church and basically they said, well, you know, Jesus can help you. And I looked around, and the people in those church, you know, they, they didn't look so much better than I, you know. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, did Jesus help you? Oh, you don't look like it. But anyway, you know, when it, they asked me, you know, come forward and write your sins on a piece of paper and pin it to a cross, and that's it. You know, and then Jesus can help you. <laughs> and I was so devastated. Uh, I, was, I was really depressed, and I was really sad, sad, sad. So... I wrote something on a paper, I don't know what, uh, I, I didn't know what sins were or anything, you know, but I wrote something on it to please the people, pinned it to the cross, and I waited. And nothing happened. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, yeah, okay, good, good try. And um, then I went home, had the weekend with my friends, and then it was Monday, and then sat in school Monday morning. Uh, is, is anyone go still going to school here? Well, I mean, Monday morning is always, yeah, you, you're a teacher, right? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Monday morning is always terrible when you had a party weekend, you know, and I was 17, so all you can do when you're 17 is party, of course. So I was sitting there, you know, Monday. Mm -hmm. And um, as I was sitting there half asleep, I, I started to feel something really strange happening to my body my body started to become warm, you know? And it was this kind of warmth that would happen probably when someone puts a, a, puts a like, like a fur on you, you know a fur, like from an animal, like this very thing. I never wore a fur in my life, but probably, you know, sometimes when you hug someone, you know, as a... Anyway, it, it's this tingling feeling. And I'm, I was like, oh, you know, I'm tingling, you know, what? What's happening? And then there was a heat wave coming, and I was sitting there, and I'm like, gosh, I'm starting to sweat, you know, I'm probably, I, I'm, I'm getting sick, you know, and, and then I started to, to tremble, my body started to tremble. And I was, I, I realized I'm in a force field, you know, there's, there's some force around me, and I'm like, this is not good, you know, what is happening, you know, the teacher is talking, and I'm like, um. and I look at, at the guy sitting next to me, and he was, he was sound asleep, you know, he, he was like, yeah, but, but he was very close, but he didn't realize anything that was happening to me. And then this went on for maybe a minute, and then I was really getting afraid, because I, I felt, you know, what's going on? And as fear came up, suddenly I heard a voice inside my uh, head, my heart, I heard a voice inside of me saying, Christian, it's just me. You asked me to come and join you in your life. Now we're going to be together for all time. And, and I was like, oh, 
And, and suddenly I was like, whoa, <laughs> God is real and he can speak and I can hear him. And it was like this moment, you know, I'll never forget this moment because suddenly it all made sense. And I was like, I'm, I'm not alone in the universe. Someone cares for me, someone powerful who can shake me, who can turn on the sauna, you know, around me. And, uh, and I, I was stunned. And thinking about that for many years, I realized, you know, the people in church where I went, you know, they, uh, what they did is they gave me some advice, you know, after I pinned the thing to the cross and they said, well, God wants this and that and you, you should go this and you read your Bible, gave me a Bible. And, and they told me a lot of stuff that God has to say concerning my life, but they didn't tell me that God would actually speak to me. See, they, they, they told me what God is saying to me, but they didn't tell me that God will be speaking to me. And I, I realized I really gave my life to Jesus in the moment where I heard his voice. Because that, that was the most real moment for me, you know. That was actually where I could give something, where I could answer, where I could embrace something. Not just an idea, not just an, a theology, but, but a person, you know, was speaking to me. So this is my life story. And since then, I'm trying to help people to listen to the voice, to hear the voice of God, but also to understand what the voice is saying, because God is saying a lot of things. And I believe he's speaking constantly. God is speaking constantly, but but it's sometimes it's hard to understand what he says. It's like, you know, when, when you might be speaking in Danish to me or in Swedish, and I hear you speak, but I'm like, what? You know, what are you saying? And I maybe I understand some words, but I have to learn Swedish to really understand you. And this is, this is what this workshop is about, to starting to learn to hear, but also to understand God. Well, as I uh, went on my, my journey, uh, I opened the Bible, and um, the first thing I read about God uh, when, when I opened Genesis was actually that God is a speaking God. And I, I really like that, because it says, uh, God said, let there be light. It's, it's a, I mean, before we know that God is love, or God is powerful, or God is... Uh, creator or anything, we, we realize he's someone who speaks, who communicates. God says, let there be light, let there be a uh, penguin, let there be seas, let there be trees. God is a speaking God. And then I read on to Adam and Eve and I, I realized, gosh, you know, God made man uh, to listen and to talk back. So the whole creation thing is really about um, uh, communicating with the creator. Creation talking back, the creator talking, creation talking back. It's an interactive deal that God uh, has for us. And uh, I really like that. And um, so the first characteristic about God when we open the Bible is he can speak 
And uh, the first characteristic, or one of the first that we read about uh, mankind is mankind can hear and uh, can speak with God, can answer. So if we read through the Bible, actually, uh, we see uh, God speaking to humankind again and again and again and again. God speaking to mankind. And it seems to me today, reading through the Bible, that the Bible as a story is really a story about two groups of people. People that heard God and, uh, and um, sorry, people that heard God and reacted uh, with an open heart and people who heard God and, and closed their heart to voice, uh, towards the voice of God. So it's really these two groups. The Bible is always a, a story about people hearing God and how they react. And, and we read uh, that the people who open their hearts to the voice of God, they end up well and, and their life goes up. And the people uh, who do not listen, who close themselves to the voice of God, their lives go down and they, they don't end well, mostly. God is a speaking God and we can hear him. Why does God still speak to us? It's incredible. Most of the time when God speaks, I think we overhear him. We, we, miss, we miss him or we are like, ah, you know, I, I have no time for you now. And um, we want to do our own thing. But God is really in this for relationship and for love. God is longing for relationship towards us. God has created us for one purpose only, for love. We are made for love. This is the only reason why he made us, not to uh, do a job or uh, to help him or to uh, uh, do anything great, but to be loved, to be his children. So the basis for this love relationship is communication. The only reason why we have relationship with God is because we can hear him and he speaks to us. You know, if, if God would decide to end the relationship to humankind, he just would uh, stop to speak to us. You know, the relationship would be over. We all know that uh, in, in friendships or maybe uh, you're married or in your family, you know, um, relationship cannot be better than communication. So if, if your relationship is, is going down, mostly it's uh, the communication is going down and is bad. But if you start to listen to one another and to hear one another, the relationship can go up. You know, you, you start to understand. So God invites us to learn, to hear him, and to understand him. Also, there are other forces in the world that try to uh, catch our attention, that try to speak to us. And so often our, our, our life is a battle between different voices, you know? 
if, if only the voice of God would speak to us, uh, it would be kind of easy. But there are many voices, you know, if you, if you close your eyes right now, I mean, for some of us, as I speak, you, you hear like, what's going to be on for dinner, <laughs> you know, <laughs> are my kids doing well in the nursery, you know, is there more coffee, <laughs> you know, many voices going. And so the great battle that we are in is often which voice will we listen to, which voice will we embrace because we, we don't need to embrace any voice that's coming at us, you know. Uh, we can close ourselves to voices and say, no, I, I don't listen to you. But we can also open up. So we see this with uh, Adam and Eve, you know. Adam and Eve, they uh, heard two voices. Uh, God said, you know, please do not eat from that tree. And the snake said, well, uh, basically, please eat from the tree. <laughs> So Adam and Eve, they had to make a choice. And we all know that choice in, in our daily lives, you know, different voices. And so which voice are we going to follow? Uh, Adam and Eve took a bad choice, you know, and, and their life went down <laughs> as ours. Uh, Jesus had, had a similar encounter in the desert as uh, he was tempted by the devil. And um, the devil spoke to him and, and offered some, some things to him. And uh, basically, Jesus said, no, you know, I, I won't listen to you. You know, I'm, I'm waiting for my father's voice, and I, I won't listen to you. And Jesus made a good choice, and his life went up, you know. So, what? sorry, I, uh, so I want to go into a little exercise with you. It's called a workshop for a reason, because there's work to do. And uh, I just want to want you to close your eyes, or you can leave them open, and just uh, uh, think about that question here. What was the last thing you heard God say to you? Maybe it was just 30, uh, 30 seconds ago, maybe yesterday. Just. What was the last thing God said to you? <coughs> Just pick anything, doesn't matter what. And the next question would be, why were you able to hear him in that moment? What enabled you to mind and distinguish his voice? So think about that. What was the last thing God said to you? Why were you able to distinguish his voice in the moment? Yesterday I had an uh, encounter, I want to use it as, as an example now, uh, uh, I was bringing my daughter to bed and it was during the session and I really wanted to hear the talk but uh, my daughter was getting really tired so I took her to bed and it took really long uh, and um, then I went out finally I'm like, ah oh, gosh, I almost missed the whole thing, you know, and I started to rush to the session, back to the session and suddenly God said, stop. 
I, and it was just like this thing, this impulse, you know, it, it, it wasn't a word or in my ears, but it was just like st an impulse, stop. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm, I'm in a hurry, you know, why should I stop? But something inside of me says stop. Uh, so I stopped and, and started to listen. I was like, is, is anyone talking, you know, <laughs> anymore? And I, I felt this thought coming up, uh, Christian, uh, you don't need a seminar to meet me. Just open your eyes. And, and, and I was like, uh, and I started to look at the sky and suddenly I, I at the blue sky and the trees. I looked at the lake and I'm like, oh, oh, God is here. And I was so touched. And I'm like, oh, and it felt so good. And that was my seminar yesterday, you know, <laughs> looking at the sky and just realizing, oh, it's so good. Oh, you are here. And, and, and I had some other thoughts coming. And um, so that was the last thing I, I remember God saying to me. And uh, the reason I was able to hear him was because I, I was obedient. There was an impulse, stop. And I had good reason not to stop because there was a important message here in the seminar, you know, some godly stuff going on, and I, I'm in a rush. But God says, stop. Don't, you know, don't go there. Don't listen to the speaker, but look at the sky. <laughs> Very funny. And so, did you come up with anything, you know, anything similar? As, as I just asked you, you know, similar things? Yeah? Anyone else? You know what? This is going to make sense in a minute, but just just help me out here. <laughs> you know, there's when we when we hear God, when we are able to hear and to understand Him, it's always because of a good reaction, and there's always the possibility of neglecting the voice of God. Okay. So, one thing, if we want to learn to hear God, is really to train ourselves to be aware that He's speaking to us constantly and to uh, be willing to subordinate to, to His impulse coming, you know? And not to do the thing we just want to do, but, but really to listen and to obey. Let me give you another question, missing God's voice. Why don't you ask Jesus now, bring to my mind, when did I miss or did I not notice your voice lately? This is a tricky question, you know. Probably God already spoke to each one of us today a zillion times, but we missed it most of the times. Because we are occupied, you know, there's many things on our minds and, and God is a God who's speaking. He's communicating to us constantly. Jesus says, I can only do what I see the Father doing. So Jesus was living in this constant flow of God's impulses and God's leading. So why don't you close your eyes for a second and just, just ask the Lord, when did I miss your voice today? What was it? If you heard something, if you have an idea, maybe just raise your hand real quick 
so I can see how, how things are going. Okay, there's a few. When did I miss your voice today? How did you speak? Take another minute. Who think he, he heard something? Uh, just raise your hand for a sec. Okay? Only, only a few? Do you need more time? Is the question too unclear? It's, it's clear. Okay. Just, just ask again. Just say, Jesus, when did I miss you today? What impulse did I miss? Bring it to my mind right now. Let me understand now. What I just heard in my head is, uh, is something from yesterday. Um, there was a guy coming uh, when we came to the camp. There was a guy who uh, came close to me and he looked really sad. And I looked at him and he looked really sad. And I think God just said, hey, wh why didn't you ask him why he's sad? You know, Christian, why? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I had my kids with me and I, I didn't want to ask him. But it was really my first impulse was to, of course, you know, the, he looks really sad. Maybe, maybe you should just say, hey, what's going on? You need help? So this is what I heard right now during the exercise. Anyone want to share what you heard? How did you miss God? Just real, real quick. Please. <laughs> How did you miss God? What happened? Yeah, please. This morning I was seeing my phone, so I didn't listen to my daughter when she was reading something from the Bible. Okay, looking at the phone. Yeah, that's one, one good way of missing God. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? What did what did Jesus say to you? How did you miss him today or yesterday? Well, this morning I woke up at around five o'clock because I thought it was my address. It wasn't displayed anymore. But after God said, "Well, I woke you up to have time with me," oh. so, because I was my the first thing I was thinking about was the time. Oh, yes. what time it is? And yes. I saw my Bible and I was like, "Okay, I know." And he was like, you've been praying for this time to have with me. And he was like, oh. okay, so I missed that. Okay, so God woke you up this morning. Yeah. You're just realizing, oh, you know, it was for a purpose. Mm -hmm. Good, okay. Anyone else? Yep. Please. In a way, I missed it. But I, I, I got rid of it then, uh, afterwards. Uh, I went to this um, elevator. And then... Uh, um, says in my mind, you forgot to kiss your husband goodbye. <laughs> and I should, I, I felt I should have. And then, uh, okay, you can do it later. And then I went down and I never got my pocket. So I have to go back. Oh. And then I said, oh, no. Okay. That's so interesting. Yeah, right. That's so interesting. Great. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Often God reminds us for a reason. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was the reason I forgot yeah. something. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Anyone else? Two more. Yeah, please. Uh, this morning I got up really, really early uh, and uh, I was uh, reading my Bible uh, and I, I was sort of near the place where we eat uh, at breakfast. But then as I was reading, then uh, instead of sort of going deeper into it then uh, i saw my friends and then i felt sort of uh, urged that i should probably go over there instead but uh, uh, I, I should probably have 
Okay. Yeah. Distraction while reading the Bible. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So this this is a very good exercise. I I would ask you to do uh, each day or every second day, just to calm down, sit somewhere, stand somewhere, just ask in your heart, Jesus, when did I miss you today? I mean, this is also what we can ask our spouse, you know. <laughs> you know, I ask my wife sometimes, you know, when did I miss you today? You know, <laughs> you wanted my attention and I, I wasn't there for you. But this is such, a, such an easy exercise to learn to hear the voice of God. When did I miss you today? And, and just listen inside, you know. And, and just see what comes up. Because... God speaks in, in amazing ways. And uh, different people hear God different. You know, often um, our frame that we expect God's voice to, uh, to uh, that, that we expect to hear God's voice is kind of a narrow frame. You know, if I would have the flip shot, I would draw a frame right now. <laughs> you know what a frame is to put a picture in. And um, often we expect God in a religious frame. And, um, you know, in, in my church, and I really don't like that, you know, sometimes the uh, who leads the service, you know, after the worship time goes, goes up with the mic and says, well, often during times of worship, God speaks in prophetic ways, and now you can share what, what he says to you, you know? And I'm always like, no. I mean, God always speaks. God speaks every day. You know, it's just a matter of being open or not. And for many of us, we come to, into a religious setting and we are like, we are entering, you know, the church building and on. I'm on to hear God now, you know. Now you have 45 minutes during the sermon to speak to me. Hallelujah. You know, and God is like, what? <laughs> so how does our listening frame look like? You know, when do we expect uh, God to speak to us? Um, I, um, I came up with these four questions that I want to go through uh, real quick with you uh, concerning our listening frame. I think if we, if we ask ourselves these questions once in a while, it'll really help uh, to, to grow a new paradigm about God's voice, you know. Uh, first, very basic questions. How can I expect God to speak to me? Second, why can I expect God to speak to me? Third, what can I expect God to speak to me about? And fourth, how can I process what God says in a productive manner? So, uh, when I uh, um, started to, to teach on uh, uh, hearing God's voice, uh, I always uh, um, had a strong emphasis on the prophetic ministry. <laughs> angels, writings on the wall, strange stuff happening. Because I, I love these things, you know, I just love it. Uh, but uh, I love it because that's part of my personality. You know, I'm really open for the supernatural. And I uh, would probably stay there <laughs> if I could. But I have to endure this world. Anyway, uh, 
And and um, after time after time, I had to realize that different people hear God really differently. Uh, and um, so how can I expect God to talk to me? Uh, probably he will talk to you as you listen best. So what's your personality? For example, a friend of mine, um, he's, uh, he's very successful in business. And it's not that he's super smart, but he's just doing the right thing in the right moment. You know, I mean, there's some people that are just super smart, but there's some people, they do the right thing, you know? And he's a very good friend of mine, Mirko is his name. And, um, and Mirko came to me and, uh, and one day and said, you know, help me to listen, uh, help me to hear God. You know, I want to learn to hear God. Can you help me? And I'm like, it seems you're hearing God really well because you're so successful. You know, you just do the right thing. And he's like, yeah, no, no, I don't hear God. And so, you know, I tried to, to work with him uh, and, and help him to understand how he actually hears the voice of God. And um, so I said, well, you know, how, how, why did you do this? Why did you do that? You know, these things that, that really worked out. Why? And, and basically he said, yeah, it was logic to do so. <laughs> Anyone would have done it. And I'm like, no, you know, so God is speaking to you through logic, you know, it's just like, it's, it's logical to do so. And, um, he was, he was looking at me and he wanted to like have pictures and see spiritual world and blah, blah, blah. But, but, but God is talking to him through logic and he's not even reading a lot of Bible, you know, I mean, very, he's not really a Bible guy at all, <laughs> but he's just doing the right thing because it's logic for him. So, uh. What kind of person are you? You know, you, do you like to read? Do you like to think? Uh, do you like to spend time in nature? Are you a people person? Uh, you like to spend time with people? Are you more like a, a monk guy like me that want to sit by the lake and look at the water and uh, <laughs> become one with the universe? You know, so God will speak to you in a way that you can understand, because he wants you to understand. This is why he speaks, okay? So uh, just think about it. How can I expect God to speak to me? Secondly, why can I expect God to speak to me? Well, I think he really likes me. God, Jesus really likes me. The Holy Spirit really likes Christian. Actually, I think I'm his favorite person in the whole world. I'm sorry. <laughs> he really likes me. And, and people that I really like are my kids, you know. I want to communicate with them. Love wants to communicate. Love always wants to get close. Wants to be really close. I love you, brother. Good. Thank you. I love you so much. You remind me of a guy in Hamburg. He's a youth group leader. And um, I think you're doing a great job in your life. Keep on, keep on going. Uh, love is about 
really coming close, really sharing. So if we think, well, I'm, I'm not too sure if God really likes me, uh, yeah, why should he speak to me if he doesn't like me? Yeah, why should he? Yeah, probably he shouldn't speak to you because he doesn't, you know? So we, we have to think about this eternal truth, you know, uh, that we are God's children. We are created for love relationship. That God is, is just for us. You know, he's just... Actually, gee, God told me, Christian, the whole universe, you know, look at the stars, look at the trees, everything you can see, I just made for you. And I'm like, no, God, no. Yeah, Christian, I only made it for you to display my love. No, God. I mean, you, you shouldn't have done that. I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> uh, the moon would have been enough. No, Christian. All the stars, I only made them for you. And I'm like, yeah, God, you're kidding. No. And, and Jesus said, uh, God told me, Christian, I don't need air to breathe. I don't need uh, the sun. I don't need animals or trees. I don't need that. But you need it. It's, it's my birthday present for you. A display of my great love for you. So I really, I can, I mean, the God who made the whole universe just for me, I can expect him to speak to me. You know, actually the whole universe is speaking, uh, is, is his, his, his message to me, a message of his love. So what can I expect God to speak to me about the third point? Well... Is there anything that's not important to us as parents concerning our children? I mean, if you have children, just... Is there any, anything that you don't want to talk about with your children? That's, that's not important. Is there any question one of your kids would ask and you say, Ah, it's not important. <laughs> I don't want to answer that. It's not important. No. As parents, we kind of, we live for our children. I mean, until they live for themselves. But <laughs> we, we, we give everything we have for them. We answer any question. We try to explain anything. We, we are there for them. Nothing is too big or too small for God. So God will speak to me about anything that matters to me anything. I mean, when I go shopping today, I'm, I'm, I'm in prayer, I'm talking to God constantly. I'm like, God, what color, you know, help me to find something, God, I, I don't want to spend my whole day in this shopping area, it sucks, you know, <laughs> and let me get quick in and quick out, you know, I need a new shirt, I need that, help me, Holy Spirit, guide me. This is all important, you know, also, uh, God, God, a few years ago, um, I'm like, you know, I mean, it's, it's a few years ago, you know, when, um, when I got married, probably it's like 20 years ago. <laughs> but, you know, I wasn't too, yeah, I didn't really take care of my body too well, you know, I didn't shave and I, 
was like, and I had long hair. I mean, it's okay not to shave, of course, if you have a nice beard. But I was like, I'm like, yeah, this doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter how you look, how you smell. It's just like, yeah, you know. And, and, and God said to me, Christian, you know, you say I'm beautiful and I, I'm, I'm the great creator. Look at yourself. Do something, you know. Do something with yourself. You know, is this the best you can do? And I, I was totally shocked. So God had an opinion that he talked to me about. Also one day, uh, God said, out of the blue, again, this inner voice, he said, Christian, why don't you like your nose? And I'm like, what? What's happening, God? What about my nose? You know? Why don't you like your nose? I gave it to you. I'm like, gosh, it's, it's true, Jesus, you know, you got me. I never liked my nose. I mean, I didn't hate it. I just didn't like it. <laughs> and out of the blue, suddenly God opened up something and he said, why, why don't you like your nose? And I had to repent and I had, I was like, okay, God, you know, I like my nose, you know, blah, blah. <laughs> you know? Uh, so there's, there's no end to the topics that God would choose. So, um, he talks to us about anything anytime you know there are no limits to the thing he wants to talk about uh, to us actually his love um, and his care often is visible in the small things you know if if we look for let's say some earrings something really small or or a ring or some jewelry something just tiny you know God can guide us, and he wants to guide us because he wants to uh, get out the best out of life that we can. You know, maybe you're running around, you don't like your fingers, and, and, and well, maybe you have bigger problems, but God says, oh, I, I heal you, you know, I, I heal you, uh, your self-image, you know, why, why don't you come to me, why don't you let me uh, heal how you, how you view yourself? So God is constantly speaking to us, opening doors, closing doors, being there for us. So I tried to chat with God about anything, really anything. And there's no, um, you know, I try not to, to keep any topic from him because he knows me anyways, you know. And uh, so there's no shame between me and God when it comes to conversation. No shame at all, because he knows me. And that's, that's really, uh, when I realized that, uh, it opened a, a whole new, um, new level of conversation with him. Because I used to only to talk about religious stuff with God. You know, well... In Romans 8, you know, what does Paul mean? Show me Holy Spirit, you know. <laughs> How can I make my church grow? Tell me Holy Spirit. You know, all this, this stuff. But God is the God of small things. He says, well, why don't you like your nose? You know, another time I was, I was um, preparing noodles, you know, for my kids. And I had this, um, this pot of pizza sauce left, you know. And 
for those of us who like to cook pizza sauce, you know, you, you overdo a little, you know, there's a little too much salt, every little, too much everything in pizza sauce, you know, that's why, you know, we drink a lot when we eat pizza, because, uh, anyway, it's very flavorous. If you do that with noodles, it, it doesn't work, you know, so I took the pizza sauce and heated it up, did the noodles and tasted it, and I'm like, oh, you know, this is far too, too heavy for, for pasta. I'm like, gosh, you know, that's, it's really bad. I don't want to put that away. And, I've, and I said to myself, God, and how can I make this pizza sauce? And what can I do with it to make it a fine noodle sauce? And um, suddenly I heard this, uh, this voice inside saying, uh, syrup. Uh, I'm like, syrup? Maple syrup. And I'm like, what is that? I don't even know if we have something like that. And I opened all the cupboards. There, there was some maple syrup. I didn't know that. I didn't know maple syrup by the time. That's many years ago. <laughs> now we have it uh, every weekend. We have maple syrup with uh, pancakes. But anyway, so I took some of the syrup, put it in. I tasted. It tasted delicious. I'm like, whoa, you know. And and I realized God is interested that I have have a nice supper, you know. He wants to help me to learn cooking, to, to do life. You know, this is what life is all about. You know, so <clears throat> God will, will speak to everything to us that we let him. You know, he will, we, we decide the frame. You know, if you say, God, you, you cannot talk to me about cooking. No, Jesus, this is a no. You know, <laughs> you know, Jesus out of the kitchen, you know, <laughs> then of course he, in a way he can't talk to you about cooking, but you, oh, if you open the, the, the kitchen, he can. And all of us, you know, we have restricted areas, you know, maybe it's, it's money restricted, you know, danger area, God, do not come too close, you know, give some advice, but you know, from far, you know, I, I hear you and, or maybe your sexuality Maybe drug abuse, maybe friendships, um, whatever, maybe health, you know? Uh, safety environment, you know, is that, is that something that God can talk to you about? So discover your listening frame, you know? And if possible, you know, stretch it or let God stretch it. So the last thing, uh, um, and then we go into some Q&A uh, how can I process what God says in a productive manner? Number four. Basically, there's two categories uh, when God speaks to me. One, I, I would call a daily chat, you know? It's like talking to a friend, you know? And the friend says, use some maple syrup, you know? That's like, I mean, that's not an eternal truth, you know? <laughs> it's just for the moment, you know? It's great, but I don't, I don't need to memorize that or... You know, it, yeah, prove it from the Bible or whatever. <laughs> and so one, one thing between me and God is just this daily blah, blah. And in a way, I think I'm constantly speaking with God. Um, and for most of us, this is, this is a very common practice, but um, you do not even realize how often you speak with God, you know, and maybe you're driving with your car and you're like, oh, Jesus, help me find a parking space and blah, 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 blah. And this just happens. So 
if these dialogues with God happen, they are just there for the moment. And it's not something of eternal value, you know, not something you, uh, you want to carry along for many years. I mean, maybe you do if you find a parking space, but it's just friendship talk, okay? Friendship talk, you know, BFF talk. Okay, but uh, there's another category of words of life, living words. And, and probably most of us had this experience. You heard, you read a phrase, or you got a prophetic word by someone, or you heard a voice in your head, you read something, and it suddenly you were like, oh, I'm alive. You know, this is, oof, this is so good, you know, and you're soaking on a word, you're chewing on it, you're, you're like, ah. Oh. You know, for me, uh, when, when Jesus said, uh, we're going to be together for all eternity, you know, in, in the school, in the very beginning of my, my journey with God, this is one of these life words that I come back to again and again and again, and I'm reminding myself, you know, it's going to be eternity for me and him. So with these life-giving words, it makes a lot of sense to, to write them down into, into a, a journal. And I have, since 2006, I, I have the habit of uh, journaling. And um, there are many things in here, uh, many prayers, thoughts, uh, preparations, when I uh, share something but also, if I, if I hear an impulse um, that really gives life, I want to write it down because I want to go back and meditate on it, right? And this is what often in the Psalms, uh, what, uh, what David said, you know, you're, I'm, I'm meditating on your word. So there's something God said and you want to go back and you want to mull it over, go into it, see what it does for you. So to really get all out of, of God's Word that we can, we, I think the best thing is to start a diary or to start... Um, what my wife does is... Maybe I have... Yeah. Let me see. My wife has these little cards she's carrying uh, in her, in her uh, purse, I guess. And um, so when, when, when God so says something that really brings life, she writes it on one of these cards. And once in a while, you know, she reviews the cards and just soaks it in, what God has said. And this is more um, life-sustaining than maple syrup. You know, there's something... I mean, as with friends, you know, sometimes friends just... You know, you talk about soccer game or whatever, but sometimes a friend shares something really deep from his heart and you want to remember it and it, what, what the other person said shapes you. And these shaping words that God gives us, you want to write them down, you want to review them, meditate on them until they are done, you know? And, and I have these cards and uh, I go through them, and when I realize, you know, there's no more life to soak out of that word, you know, I just get rid of the card, you know? And so I, I always, or my wife, she has like 30 cards, but I only have a few. And so uh, this is how, how I deal with uh, <clears throat> these two ways of God's uh, speaking to, to me. So let me resume what I said until now. God is a speaking God. We are made 
for love. We are made for communication with God. We can hear him. God is speaking constantly. I believe most of the time we actually do not hear him really well or we do not understand really well. So we have to learn actually to communicate and to hear him, to understand him. It's kind of similar when I got to know my wife, you know, she's not here, I guess. Um, but uh, when, I, when I got to know her, first I thought, yeah, you know, bedang, you know, this is, this is it, you know. Uh, in Germany we say, ich habe die Katze im Sack. I have, I have the cat, you know, in, in the, you know, I, I got it, you know. And, and then after two years with her, when we were married, uh, I, I realized, I, often I, I just don't get it. You know, why is she doing that? Why is she saying that? I don't. And I said, Kim, I don't understand you. And basically she said, well, if you love me, you learn. You know, learn to understand me if you love me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, that's a small print. Right. That's right. She's right. If I really love her, I should really learn to understand her. And, and that's the process we've been, uh, we've been through, and so I'm, I'm trying to learn Kimmish. Yeah, this, this is how I call it. My name is Kim, learning Kimmish. And probably I'm 70 to 80% fine, you know, in Kimmish. But there's this 20% that's just like mysterious. You know, mysterious stuff still happens. So, and the same with God. I think we can really learn a good deal to hear Him, to understand Him, but God will always be mysterious also. There will always things happen that we are like, you know, is this you, Jesus? Um, you know, I'm not sure, you know, what does it mean? And always, you know, when we do not understand at the very moment, His Word wants to draw us into the relationship. Deeper, going deeper. If we do not understand God, or we do not hear Him too well, it's always an invitation to go deeper. It's not because we are sinful or stupid or whatever, but it's always an invitation to learn more, to go deeper into the relationship. Okay. Let me see. I want to share something else. Hey, why don't we do... Some Q and A. What I mean with that is, uh, you can ask questions about what I said or about the topic, and I try to give a smart answer that might be helpful, or I say, I don't know, does anyone else know? Okay? Is there any, yeah, please, would you uh, maybe stand up that everyone yeah, is? My name is Yuval, and I am married, and both of the spouses here are differently, like, Woman feels that buy that house, and man feels don't buy that house. Yeah. <laughs> the is thinner. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, what if we hear we are in a relationship, but we hear God, we hear different uh, God differently? Well. I think a lot has to do how we live relationship, you know. Uh, for me, when, when we were on a honeymoon, you know, me and my wife, we were going through the United States, 
and we received some ministry at some church. A guy came to me and he said, he whispered into my ear, he said, well, I have this word from the Lord for you. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he said, uh, I think you should always listen to the advice of your wife because she hears God better than you. <laughs> and and, and in, in, during that time, I was really active in prophetic ministry. So I was actually, I was the one. But as he said that, as the guy whispered in my ear, I was like, dang, this is the Lord. And, and I knew God has been speaking. And since then, most of the times, if we disagree, I just say, okay, you know, God told me I, I have to listen to, to your advice. And she knows that. <laughs> and and um, so this is very personal. But uh, in a relationship like this, uh, how, we, how we handle um, stretches like this, situations like this, has a lot to do with the maturity of the relationship. So how, how do we want to live together? Uh, and, and my advice would be, especially when it's a big thing, like we, we want to have a baby, we want to buy a house, uh, change location, new job. I would, I would really pray until both have uh, feel kind of safe or until one of them, one of the two really um, uh, is able to, to lay his will down. So just give more time. That's, that's what I would do if, if it's a big thing. If it's a small thing, I would just say, you know, let's do it or let's do it not and, and then see what the result is, you know, and later I can say, well, I told you so. <laughs> but buying a house is a big thing. So I would probably wait and ask for more clarity. Yeah, please. Uh, I just want to say thank you for uh, making it so easy to receive and to understand because I heard a lot of teaching about this uh, topic and each time we're going to practice I go blank because oh. I feel like okay now everybody else are hearing and I don't hear but I realize that God is speaking mm -hmm. much yeah. uh, but uh, when you're sitting in a session you expect God to, to speak mm -hmm. in a certain way and what you were sharing today was mm -hmm. very helpful. Thank so you. Thank you for saying. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Any more questions, please? Yeah. Uh, sometimes when I'm by myself and ask God to give me something that I can do, uh, and and it, I don't think if, if it's a problem, but for me it's a problem because I feel that God gives me 50 things to do. You have to do this right now. You have to call this person or this person. You have to take that car to that supermarket and you will meet the guy there. You have to talk to him. And, mm -hmm. You know, it gets so much at the same time, so I do nothing of it. Uh -huh. And it's... Uh, and it, I have come to that situation that I don't want to talk to him for some years, maybe. Uh -huh. Because it's too okay. heavy. Uh -huh. Well... I don't know what mm -hmm. to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, thank you. Uh, so you open yourself up to hear God and suddenly there's many impulses, what to do, many, uh, ma many voices. Well, um, first of all, uh, 
maybe maybe there's different things to do, you know? Maybe it's real, maybe there's many invitations, and maybe God is saying, it's up to you, you know? What, what do you want to do, you know? What's, you know, would you rather go to the supermarket, meet someone? Would you rather keep on praying? Would you, would you do this? Would you do that? You know, maybe God is not uh, ordering something, but he's, there's more like an invitation. And he says, well, you know, I've, I've, I've such a variety for you. you know, what do we want to do today? You can decide, you know. It's like with your kid on a Sunday, you say, well, should we go to the playground? Should we go to the seaside? Should we... Uh, play soccer, do you want to, you know, it's like, maybe God is just giving you diff many invitations because he loves you. And it's like, you can choose. But some, often it feels like you have to do it right now, you know, uh -huh. in this, you have five minutes, uh, or if you don't talk to that guy, he will kill himself and stuff like ah, that. Ah, okay. So, well, okay. It's, it's always in a very hurry. Mm. To be honest, if, if, if I hear impulses with that flavor, like, you got to do it now, you know, there's an accident going to happen, often I'm like, ah, I don't think this is you, Lord, you know? And, and I would say, Jesus, if this is you, please uh, confirm in a different way. Um, because um, often... Uh, you know, God is not a God of stress, but of uh, peace. So if, if something he says, I mean, sometimes he's stern, you know, and he says, hey, bah, 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 you know, but, but God is not about stressing us, you know, but it's a God of peace. So if I hear an impulse that stresses me, and I mean, you, you know, sometimes God orders me to do something, but it's never stressful. You know, it, it takes courage, but you know the difference that I mean? So if, if there's stress involved, probably I, I'm not sure if this, is, if this is Jesus or this is just uh, other voices. Maybe I'm wrong, you know? I mean, I, I don't... Uh, but uh, I never had God... Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't think God is stressing us, especially when, when he has assignments for us. And um, God has always a second choice, you know, uh, someone else he can send. So if, if you know, um, God has always many agents on, on, on one subject. So if there's someone who's really miserable, uh, in misery, but I don't want to go, you know, I'm not the one. He can always send someone else or send an angel. I'm not his only choice, you know. That's, that's why uh, if, if there's stress involved, I, I would really consider, you know, if Jesus, is this you? And uh, this is actually one of the first responses I always do when I hear an impulse like that. Uh, uh, I say, Jesus, is this you? Yeah, I, I really say it out loud. Yeah, I mean, I don't shout it. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, is this you? And often, very often, in that moment, I, I hear a very small voice in my, in my heart saying yes or no. Or I just feel free peace coming, or I feel no peace. And, and then I am like, I don't think that was you. Is this helpful? It's, 
it's probably it's a longer it's really interesting what you say but probably it needs longer uh, discussion <laughs> thank you any any other questions we have five more minutes. yeah please yeah you can both go Would you stand? A bit from the other perspective, that I sort of really, from very young, I really was looking for the God mm -hmm. and like wanting God to take care of me. Mm -hmm. Like there was not not too much parents or father figures mm -hmm. in my life. Um, but sometimes I feel like like I I want to make up my own God. Like mm -hmm. it's my fantasy sort of projection oh. of oh. God. Yeah, yeah. So then, I don't know, sometimes, is this is like my wishful thinking? Yes. Or is this really like God's big Yes. And that sometimes it leaves me in, like, mm -hmm. do I really believe in God or do I believe in my... Yes, yes. I know. <laughs> yeah. And often it's really hard, you know, is this my wishful thinking, you know? Is this fantasy? And to be honest, um, I think often... Uh, we are fantasizing, you know, and often it's just something we really long for and, and suddenly we hear it, you know. Uh, but um, what, help, what really helps me is humor, to laugh about myself and also to, uh, to ask God uh, for, to speak in a different way, you know. Um, and um, just to, to know myself. So... I know I'm fantasizing a lot, and that really helps me not to fall in the trap of fantasizing too much. You know, I know, you know, I'm, I'm often like, oh, oh yeah, who, and uh, because I know I, I'm weak in that point, you know, I'm strong. Because, because uh, it helps me to, uh, to distinguish, you know, and I think really, to learn to hear the voice of God more intimately is a lifelong process. So the more we are living with him and the more um, we're giving ourselves to his leadership, we mature in hearing his voice and um, probably it gets a little easier. But, I mean, Paul writes about uh, our the, the lust of the flesh, you know, and this is this is like... I, I want something, you know, I, and we all have longing, we have desire for certain things, you know, for very different things. But of course, you know, if, if I desire something really hard, uh, I could all, uh, often um, think this is, this is God, but it's just my desire. Um, I think it's, let me say it this way. The more I get to know God, the more I get to know myself, and that really helps. Yeah? Uh, I'm getting to know God better, learning to hear Him better, understanding Him better, but I also getting to know myself better, hearing myself better, understanding myself better. And if I know I have a weakness in a certain spot, you know, it, it helps me. It's, it's a boundary, you know, it's a seatbelt I'm wearing. So... <laughs> I think what you're experiencing is just daily Jesus business. <laughs> but it's good that you can, you know, because you can you can talk about it and describe it. It shows you're you you have come away. You know, I mean, you you're on a good path.
Mm-hmm. Would, would you want to share? Yeah. Could you stand up or or be really loud? <laughs> it's about uh, a little bit of the same thing that she was talking about. Um, how do I separate uh, my thoughts uh, from God's thoughts? Uh, and uh, how do I know if uh, perhaps I want to do something and I have uh, if I have conscious consciousness? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, it's a similar question to to the lady behind you. I think it's it's kind of similar. Um, well, um, we can never be one hundred percent certain that this is Jesus. You know, it always needs faith. We, we are living by faith, and um, our faith is tested. And uh, for me, um, often I just have to try things out, follow impulses, and see where they go. And uh, do they lead to life? Do they increase life? You know, or do they lead away from life? You know, is 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 this impulse something that that uh, that stirs up love inside of me for me for God for others? Or does it decrease love? And uh, so often I, I just have to try, really, and um, and 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 see the result and and be flexible. So if I follow an impulse of Jesus, and uh, I gotta stay flexible and say, oh, I, you know, I've taken two steps in that direction, but it doesn't feel too good anymore. I, I might go back. And so we, we learn to distinguish God's voice. Also, um, how is God's character? You know, if we, the more we get to know God's character, the, mm, the easier it becomes to distinguish his voice from, from other voices. You know, is, is this God's character? You know, how is, how is God, is, um, What I said is, uh, I see myself as a child of God. He's, he's a loving father, a loving mother to me, a loving parent. He's guiding me. Uh, God is loving humankind, you know. He's, he's pouring out himself. So this is his character. So do um, what I hear uh, line up with his character. Also, of course... We can take our Bible and just check, you know, is, is this what I, what I hear, what I feel, aligning to the, um, to the overall test, testimony of the Bible, or is it going against? Uh, the problem is, if you, if you want to prove something in some direction, you can always use the Bible. It's such a thick book. 
and and you can prove almost anything you know if you if you take one one uh, sentence you know like oh. <laughs> but the overall testimony of the bible you know that's what i feel or the impulse does it align with it or does it go totally against it so that's also kind of helpful and of course just ask friends you know i i i feel this and that uh, do you do you think that's that's the Lord? You know, uh, do you think God is speaking to me? And um, also, does it make sense? Uh, you know, I I think logic and and does it make sense is a huge thing in learning to hear God because we are logical beings, and um, so I always ask myself, does does what I feel make sense in a way? You know. Does it line up with reality as I know it? I have a, I have a whole section in my book about that question, actually. And uh, so if you want to dive deeper, maybe my, my book is helpful. I think we need to, I need to stop. I, I'm just looking, it's 12.15. But um, let me thank you so much for being here, uh, for listening uh, to me. And I hope you got something out of it. If there's more questions coming up, I'm around all week. Uh, I'm happy if you uh, grab me and ask me something, or if you write me a, a Facebook message or whatever. Also, please buy a book. Uh, I think this book really rocks. I think it's 150 sec. If you have less, if you cannot give 150, just give me what you have and it'll be fine. And this is all the books I have with me, about 10, 10 pieces. Thank you so much for being here. You have been listening to the Vineyard Nordic podcast. For more information, please visit the Vineyard Nordic's website, vineyardnordic.org.